Hi everyone, welcome to Tech Talks. Today we're here to talk about are all ENFJs cult leaders? What is the truth in this saying and what is the fiction? So we'd love to hear from ENFJs themselves. And so Denzel and Emerus, would you like to give us the scoop? I think I'll just go ahead and say that I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that was the title. Joyce just said, oh, we're talking about cult leaders. And I was like, all right. So, but okay, are all ENFJ cult leaders? I'll throw it to the cult leader himself first. <laughs> We're all secretly cult leaders on the inside. And the real cults are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I'll let the cat out of the bag and make the conspiracy in the open. It's much easier to, to control the cults when they know that you're, when you admit to it. Well, ENFJs do have the gravitas to do it. And it is a skill that a lot of them have because they can be very good at knowing how to meet people's needs or knowing how people tick. Those are good cult leader qualifications. <laughs> so to answer the question directly, um, no, not all ENFJs are cult leaders. So for those who do not want to hear the elaborated answer, I guess they can turn off now. But um, for those who want to continue to hear the nuance, allow me to elaborate. Uh, I think that many are cult leaders. And so I guess first we'd have to, you know, define what a cult leader is, um, at least according to Google. Um, a cult leader can be defined as a very charismatic leader who provides their followers with acceptance, security, and acceptance. <laughs> so I guess acceptance is very important. <laughs> it says it twice. Um, it says cult leaders must be dynamic, charismatic, and convincing. Um, and funny enough, even before I knew about type and everything, cults were something that was always like very fascinating to me. Um, I've always been fascinated with how people come into cults and how people come out of cults and how cult leaders develop like how much influence or how did they gain the influence that they did um, over so many people, especially like, cause it's so easy to look at um, people who are in cults and think that they're, you know, stupid and whatnot. But it's like, when you really understand indoctrination, then before you know it, then it's like, no, all of us are actually indoctrinated. I forgot who said it, but someone had said that uh, the easiest way to be indoctrinated is to be born. And so everyone is pretty much like indoctrinated or brainwashed in some way. And a cult leader just kind of uses that information either intentionally or unintentionally to help everyone to think the same thing. So I think that the reason why ENFJs can be seen as a cult leader more than like any other type is because as FE dominance, we are very attuned to the interpersonal, um, I would believe that not as a competition, we all have our skills, but for the ENFJ, their superpower over any of the other types is understanding the interpersonal realm um, and how people emotionally and interpersonally like, you know, affect each other, understanding sociogram in that way. And on top of that, being an FE Dom, understanding that comes with wanting connection, depth of connection. So once you want that type of depth of connection between people, then it's like, okay, um, so I understand how people work emotionally or interpersonally in that way. Um, and ENFJs have inferior um, introverted thinking. And so that causes them to become incredibly anal, at least, you know, when they are um, growing or maturing. 
um, in trying to understand things and break them down on a very nuanced level. So the more that they try to do that, because it's still serving their FE dominant, they want everybody around them to kind of be on the same page with the information. So if they're trying, so now you'll have someone who is always trying to like fact check whatever they're thinking. And then whenever they've learned something and they've really like, you know, cut it up to the absolute bare parts. And now they start teaching other people. They want to create a space where everyone is pretty much on the same page. So they're able to connect because if we're all on the same page with our information and our data, then we can also all get along. And then that means that there'll be less friction amongst each other. And if there's less friction, then that means there's probably going to be more love. And if there's more love, well, then there's now openness to be able to have that ideal utopia that an ENFJ is usually like looking for. Um, so like I said, I, I looked a lot into cults growing up and then uh, and I have like this whole like notebook, not about cults, <laughs> but uh, it's a notebook of like just things that I learned over time. Um, and I have a page here that I wrote like probably about a year or two ago um, as I was watching some documentary. Um, and one of the things here says three components to a cult is a figure that must be revered or worshiped in some fashion. Um, so a charismatic leader. Number two, mind control. So thought reform, indoctrinating, using a code of some sort, such as like the Bible um, or anything as a basis to build personal thoughts and agenda on. And then number three, exploitation. It could usually or often is sexual or financial. Um, so cult leaders usually are referred to as bad people because it's not that they're just leading people in a charismatic way, but it's that they're exploiting the people. So they're indoctrinating the people with different thoughts that they either really believe or they they don't actually believe, but they know that they can get everybody else to believe it through their influence and their charisma. Um, either way, the person's still a cult leader. Um, and then what, according to the documentary, that third point is exploitation. So now um, that same leader is using their power and their influence and their indoctrination to influence the people that they are shepherding to now either give them things financially or give them things sexually. And the people who are indoctrinated by this leader have no idea or very little idea or control because they believe like, oh, this is just what I'm supposed to be doing, or this is the best thing. Um, so if we're going by that exploitation factor, I would like to think <laughs> I do not resonate with that. Um, if anything, I, I feel very uncomfortable with anyone, um, with other people being uncomfortable. So yeah, I, I don't think that I would exploit people in that way, shape or form. But if we're talking about cult leader, just in the sense of like how some people say Oprah is for example, a cult leader, because if she tells soccer moms to jump, they'll say how high, then yeah, I'm, I'm not on Oprah level, but I guess there are a couple handful of people who if I tell them that, oh, I think that this is the best course of action that they'll be like, okay, without question. And with that great power comes great responsibility. So usually, and ENFJ, in my opinion, would know and be aware of that power and try to do their best because it's a lot of pressure to know that so many people are following you and so, pe so many people are really listening to you. So now you have to 
go to the depths of like making sure like, okay, let me really fact check what I know. Let me really, you know, make sure that, you know, this is the best course of action for this person um, and teach them to think for themselves, which no cult leader actually wants their minions or whatever to do. But um, I think that at least for me, I like that. So all of that to say, it depends on how you define cult leader in a way, but I do think that ENFJs have a tendency to have that kind of um, mystical and charismatic ideology that's abstract enough to be able to influence other people into believing the thoughts that they have um, and use that, whether it be for good or for bad. Yeah. So on a real level, ENFJs are not like, most of them probably don't like exploiting people. In fact, like extroverted feeling absorbs the emotions of other people. And so it can feel very bad about that. So on that level, ENFJs are not cult leaders. Although I do think it comes up as a joke a lot in conversation, whether it's joking about, oh, it would be really cool to have this NF ideal into real life. And you know what would be a great way to do that? Use my power of communication. And it's just like a fleeting thought. It's like, but it's not something serious. So the joke of a cult leader definitely comes up with a lot of ENFJs, but they're probably not real serious cult leaders, more like, wow, I'm noticing that I'm influencing some of these people or that a lot of people tend to have a crush on my energy or my presence. And so it's like, hmm, interesting. This is cult leader potential, even if I don't care about that. Emmerce, your thoughts? Sure. I would say there are, there's a reason that ENFJs get perceived as cult leaders and it has to do with FE's natural activity. And then there's ways that ENFJs can be cautious in order to avoid inadvertently manipulating people um, if that's not what they desire to do and um, ways that they can bring forward their skills and help people in a more authentic manner. That's not focused on the stuff that gets talked about as like culty <laughs> behavior. So like Denzel was saying, a cult is mainly a place where a person's needs are ostensibly being met, especially their social needs and where control is being exerted over them. FE will naturally meet people's social needs almost automatically by the way that it interacts with people. And on top of that, if an ENFJ has more concrete abilities to meet needs, whether ranging from like cooking for people to like managing an organization, they're going to be meeting other needs for those people as well. Um, so the main things where control shows up are the things that Denzel listed, where you have a a figure who's the central focus, um, a code of conduct that people demand that you follow, and um, a, a methods of exploitation. And one of the things I think is really important about this is that normal, like modern Western social structures often have some of that baked into them already. And if the ENFJ isn't careful, they'll just play along with them. So like we tend to have models of centralized power, whether it's like a boss at a workplace or like um, there's this idea that like there's a small group of people or a singular person who in a social context is like the most popular and well-liked and influential. Um, and that's almost a default for us. Like decentralized uh, social structures aren't very natural to us. Um, similarly, there's codes of conduct that even in, an, in a society where we don't all tend to believe the same thing, there's ideas like 
um, you must compete with others to get your basic needs met. You must um, like put on a, a face in public that is impressive to other people in order to play the social game. Like there's little rules that um, the ENFJ can automatically adhere to. And if they want to make sure that they're not in any way being manipulative, one of the useful things they can do is kind of counteract the, um, the potential for those rules to become tyrannical and point out that like, it's not necessary for everybody to uh, play that same social game if it's actually um, hurting or disadvantaging people in an unfair way. Um, similarly, the exploitation, um, when you have uh, a regular social scene that isn't, that almost always um, has some element of like competition, who's well liked, trying to be impressive to each other, trying to like, that's very common in social situations. And so it's very easy for people to get exploited for that because that kind of um, method of interacting, where it's kind of about playing a social game where you're impressive involves an idea that some people are less impressive than the others and the enfj is naturally going to act in ways that look more impressive um which isn't necessarily going to get them to a top spot but they can certainly um, at the very least bullshit that for a long time so if enfjs want to not to be to be careful about the ways that not just their behavior i would say but like the way that social interaction often goes in our culture to avoid that from becoming manipulative i would say it's really important on that level of the figure for the enfj to um not be focused on directing attention towards themselves um but rather to be focused on like the personal empowerment of everyone in their circle so that nobody is dependent on the enfj or on any other singular figure um similarly on an individual level i've noticed that with uh shadow fi and like fi being fairly low in their stack ENFJ's um, struggles with authenticity can actually feed into this where if you're not um, if you're not showing up as an ENFJ with like the full uh, range of who you actually are and you're just like playing a particular role that can lead to an inadvertent um, manipulation if you like have people who think they're really close to you because they're used to only relating to you in that role and if you're not practicing being fully authentic, then those people feel like, um, like you weren't being totally above board if you were like just wearing a mask. So, and that can be an easy thing for FE to do um, almost by habit. So it's something that EFJs can be careful about. Um, and then similarly, like you don't need to uh, make people adhere to anything but the broadest codes of conduct for basic respect and for like a shared goal so there's no need to like force similar philosophy onto everyone and actually empowering each person to make their own discerning decisions is important and finally just um if you're relating to people from a place where there is enough for everybody and it's important for everybody to exercise their own um individual determination and freedom and dignity then that helps counteract any tendencies toward exploitation that can arise from like interacting in a in a social structure yeah and i guess i will just throw in there though that i have always definitely joked but kind of not joked that i want to call but what i really want is more of like a clique or a community kind of i always mm -hmm. say like kind of like what jesus had um whereas like just really close, tight-knit friends who love each other equally. And I always say that I wouldn't necessarily be the leader. 
I would just kind of be the person who started it. But everyone is to be equally respecting and loving each other. Um, and I'm not like, you know, calling the shots in a way. Nobody's worshiping me in this cult. We're kind of worshiping each other because we all just generally love each other and appreciate and respect each other. So I think of stuff like, you know, communes and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, me and my select group of people who, yes, I love them, they love me, but they also love each other. So whereas like, I feel like a cult leader is most focused on, no, everyone love me. And that's, mm -hmm. if anything, I don't like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'd suggest that the easiest way to avoid a singular leader like that is just equip everybody with leadership ability and personal empowerment. Absolutely. So on that note, thank you, Denzel and Emmers, for coming out today and talking about cult leaders and its intersection with your personality type. And so it seems like ENFJs really want a kind of community or people where they can connect on an extremely deep level with spiritually, emotionally, and almost like garner true intimacy. And so that is an admirable thing. And so it can result in jokes about cults, but it really just reflects the ENFJ's desire to find true soul bonds and soul food. And so thank you everyone for watching. I'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.